this over us. It's out of Isaiah. It says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Those who publish peace. Those who bring news of happiness. I have news for you. You can't bring something you don't have. Those who bring news of happiness, who publish, who release salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. Break forth and release singing together, especially if you are a wasted place like Jerusalem was. That's a good word. When it is the last thing that you want to do, it's the thing that's most required in the kingdom. That place of joy breaking out. Who can still feel? I know the music stopped. Who can still feel the presence of the Lord? That, that you don't need music in order to carry his presence. But there's something about the corporate environment, the corporate meetings. You know, I love the secret place. The secret place is a life source for me. That secret place of intimacy between you and God. But he can only do certain things in corporate settings like this that he actually doesn't do in the secret place. And so when, when we're in an environment like this, we're not trying to be weird for weird's sake. I mean, if you're anything like me, Jesus makes me nervous. Pretty much every decision he makes would not be the decision I would make. I'm just being really honest. And, and if you're really honest, it's actually true of you too. And, and, and you know, there, there's this place, okay, so your surrender, your, your act of surrender is, is your declaration of war. That your act of surrender to his ways, your act of to surrender to his, to, to his purpose for your life, your act of surrender for the kingdom to come in is your declaration of war on the earth. Not towards the earth, it's your act of war is surrender. You see, we often think it's like, you know, dance around ten times, that's our act of war. No, that's just our response to doing what he's doing. It takes surrender to even do what he's doing. Does this make sense? And, you know, we, we talked about it briefly before. I think Andrew mentioned it. Just that place of surrender is that, is that place of invitation in the kingdom. How many of you have been to the end of your rope, you've tried everything your way, and it doesn't work? If you don't say yes to that, you are about to hit a wall. Because it actually takes a place of yielded surrender. You know, I looked up what surrender is, and, and it, it means this. It means to stop resisting. It means to cease and to stop resisting. We can close in prayer right there. That, that, that surrender is our act of warfare. Surrender is our act of worship. Surrender is that place where we stop resisting the Lord. Don't get too contemplative. Just surrender. I mean, just give up. Just, just yield yourself to the one who has way better plans and purposes for you. I mean, Jesus is so good. 
I mean, Jesus, you know, in, in, in the Old Testament, there is this exodus. There's a whole book about it, right? There's this, there's this exodus that goes from Egypt into what? Do you guys remember? Into the promised land. You know, there's a new exodus, but it's not an exodus to a promise. It's an exodus to a person. That your exodus is one from slavery to sin to a person encounter, to, to a person whose name is Jesus. Do you, do you, do you understand that? that? That we don't live in the, as New Testament believers marching towards a promised land. We're actually already carrying the promise giver. I don't even know if this makes sense. That the new exodus that God is mapping out for the planet right now is not one to a geographical location. It's actually to a person. His name is Jesus. There were before the inferior covenant, it brought you to a land. And some of us, like, it's like promises are like our promised land, right? Like I have promises and I'm pursuing it and I can't wait to get to that land or I'm possessing the land. And, and that in itself needs to be pursued 100%. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But that's actually an inferior relationship to God. Your relationship to God is actually so much better than that that he says, I will be your reward in the land. That, that, that your promised land is now me. That he's not just going to give you something good, he's going to give you him. I don't even know if, the, if you get that. that. That he now promises to give you him right now. That when we're encountering joy, we're not encountering some like residue of like a heavenly reality. We're encountering the Prince of Peace. We're encountering the Prince of Joy. We're encountering the King of all kings. We're encountering the one that for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. It's him. That we're not encountering a promise, we're encountering a person. This isn't in the notes. This is all free. And I'll just say this. There's something about that place of surrender, that place of carrying yieldedness that, that, that opens up spiritual realities all over our life and through our life. That it's a place of surrender where spiritual realities become our realities. That 104 times in the New Testament, it says the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. It was the primary message. It was the primary thing that Jesus was releasing on the earth was the kingdom of God. It was prophesied about in the Old Testament, but there was never a king worthy enough to release it. That there were kings in the Old Testament, and, and it was prophesied that it would have to be a Davidic king to, who can release a new kingdom. Well, Jesus came, and he... When Jesus came, he ushered in a new era, a new season of man, a new age of man where the kingdom of God is now at hand. Does this make sense? You see, he, he really does save the very best for last. And so there are different things. There's ages, and then within an age are seasons, and within seasons are moments in God. And we can be in different moments and even different seasons. But here's the time and the age that we're in. The kingdom of God is at hand. That he made a way for that kingdom to break in. I, do you know that there are more Christians being converted all over the planet than ever before at an exponential rate? If, if you, if, yeah, like, like, listen, the kingdom of God is breaking. I mean, kings used to dream about encountering joy and getting people healed. And they never experienced it because Jesus didn't come yet. Do you understand that as a New Testament believer, am I making sense to you guys? Is this like hitting your heart at all? That like as a New Testament believer, do you realize the age that we're in? We're in one that the kingdom of God is at hand. 
and is breaking in exponentially more and more and more and more and more and more and more. That he doesn't break in as a response to darkness. Darkness is trying to break in as a response to the kingdom. You see, darkness doesn't play a role in his agenda. I don't even know if you get this. That wars and all these things going on is a response to the king coming because the kingdom is breaking in. Do you, do you get this? Like, does this make sense? That it's backwards. It's not darkness and, the, and God is showing up because darkness is really showing up. God's like, oh, I better like show up to let people know I'm, I'm for real. No, darkness is trying to get all the headlines and broadcast something because it is trying to get your attention off of the kingdom that's breaking in exponentially. Does this make sense? And the amazing, the amazing part is this, is that, is that he was prophesied about this king who would bring kingdom. And Jesus knew what was in their hearts. And there were times that, that he actually would not entrust himself to other people because he knew that they would try to make him king by force. They would try to make him a king he wasn't. But here's what your king looks like. It looks like a king that went and paid the way. That before you were, the, the, the previous exodus, you were delivered from a place of oppression. Now you're redeemed to a place of, of possession. Does this make sense? That there was no king who could redeem you until Jesus. That you just happen to live in the age that you get to be redeemed on the earth. So when we worship, we're worshiping the one who paid the price. For you to be the redeemed one who releases this other kingdom, full of power, healing, salvation. That the kingdom of God is at hand. How far away is your hand? It's not that, you can't even get it that far from you. That the kingdom of God is at hand. We're in the age where the kingdom is longing to break in is longing to be established and manifested. And it gives him great glory because he died so that would happen. Does this make sense? So just put your hand on your heart right now. Just put your, you know what? Put your hand on your neighbor. That's a dangerous game. Lord, Father, and and I want you to just come into agreement about something right now because this is important. As we took communion and we took, we took, we took the bread and we, and we, (laughs) this is what happens to take communion. But there's something, there's something important that I just want to release right now over our lives. And this, this, is, this, is, this is important. And I want to get your attention on this. I want to get your attention on this. Is that you are cleansed by the powerful healing blood of Jesus. That he didn't come to, 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 to get you restarted. He came to make you new. That you are a new creation in Christ. So I want you to just come into agreement for that person on your left or right right now that you are they are cleansed by the blood of Jesus and we just release the blood of Jesus over your mind, over your heart, over your inner being right now. And we say you are a new creation, that you're being you're being renewed day by day for an exponential release of the kingdom of God through your life. It's what the church would call revival. We release that you are a revival carrier because the kingdom of God is at hand. And you are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You're cleansed from oppression. You're cleansed from sin. You're cleansed from disease. You're cleansed from self-inflicted wounds. You are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. 
John G. Lake, this healing revivalist, saw hundreds of, saw tens of thousands of, of people healed of chronic diseases. You know what he said? He said the secret of his rule, the secret of his reign, the secret of his kingdom, the secret of his rule is love. So we release right now love encounters over you, love encounters through you. We release right now just that the anointing that, that, that was upon Jesus is upon you to release the kingdom of God. And that he always saves the best to last. That whatever season of your life you're in, here still the best is yet to come. Because he saves the best to last. So we just release that right now, that you're going to walk into the, the, the best for last moments of your life. Those best for last moments of your life. We just release that, Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Father, for, 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 for bringing us into a time that your kingdom is at hand, God. Jesus, that, we, that our words carry power. Our words carry life and death, God. That you're making us just like you. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, for anointing, for power and authority, God, that your believers carry. And I thank you, Jesus, for the love that you release through our lives, God. And we say, Holy Spirit, would you get us again? God, would you mark us today in a fresh way? Would you mark us today, God, that we would walk away never allowed to bring things back, God? That we're never allowed to go backwards. We're only allowed to go forward, God. We're only allowed to go forward, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And God, now I just want you to open up your hands, and we're just going to do this together as a family. And so whether you're online or whether you're in the room, whether you're in the back or in the front or in the sides, right now we just, we just come before you, Lord, as individuals and together as, as, as your body, as a family, God. And we say, Lord, we surrender. God, we say we yield. Jesus, we say, God, that, that make us an ooey-gooey puddle of goo before Jesus. That nothing you say, God, that we would resist. That we give up resisting. God, we give up resisting. Yeah, that's, a, that's like the word right now. Give up, we give up resisting, God. We give up resisting. We give up resisting our destiny, our purposes, God. We give up resisting, God. We give up resisting, Jesus. We give up resisting. And we're going to lead others to a place of freedom. That you're not here just to be in freedom and enjoy it. You're actually called to lead others into freedom. And that our surrender is going to be so attractive to the world. Because through surrender, all of our needs are taken care of. All of our heart's desires get fulfilled in you, God, as we trust in you. And that our surrender will be the very key to break through those around us. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the contagious work of surrender, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, Holy Spirit. We just bless you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're just not built to do, the, to do this Christian walk, to do this believer walk alone. We're, we're made to do it in community. 
because community helps us when we're being stupid. Community, community, people around us, people around us help us realize when we're being religious. How many of you, you need help sometimes from someone around you? How many, you just need help sometimes from people around you? And sometimes we need help just to, to, to encounter God in a fresh way. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave with, with this story, is that there was, this is a true story, the Lakota tribe, um, uh, a tribe east, well, they're West Coast tribe now, but they used to be East Coast, uh, Native American, uh, uh, Native people of, of America. Uh, they had, they didn't have, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have, they didn't have a Bible. They, they weren't taught, yet God would visit them. Jesus would visit them. And there's a story in their tradition. You can look this up. This is, this is true. In their tradition, what happened was uh, this, this chief, this village, the Lakota tribe, got sick, like deathly sick. Everyone's dying. And this chief uh, took it upon himself. He, they went to all the doctors. All the, they made teas and salves and all sorts of medicinal things that they could, and nothing was helping. So he went to a mountaintop to pray and fast and to seek the creator for help. He goes to the mountaintop to seek the creator. And on the mountaintop, he, he goes before the Lord on the, on the first day to seeking, seeking the most high God, who he doesn't have a name for, and says, is there, is there a balm? Is there something I haven't tried yet that would, that would heal the people? A whole day goes by, no answer. The second day, he's without food and water. The second day, most high creator, we know that you are good. So, so is there a dance that I could do that would bring freedom to my people? That would bring freedom, that would bring the breakthrough and healing? No answer. The third day, creator, I'm looking for help. Is there a song that I should sing that would release healing over these people who are dying? No answer. Finally, finally, he's out, he's to the end of himself. And he asks, he said, fourth day, creator, what can you do? I don't know what to do. So what can you do about this situation? And it says, and this is written in their, in their, in their tribe history, it says a spirit appeared to the chief. And that spirit appeared and gave him access to see into the spirit world. And he saw this vision of a man hanging from a cross. And in the vision, he knew that that was the spirit, an angel, told him that this person died so that your people could be healed. And so the chief asked him, what is his name? And he said, his name is the bright and morning star. And so the chief knew that because he died on a tree, that that was enough for the people to be healed. And so the angel, the spirit, told him, remember his name. So he went down, and, and uh, he goes down to the village and tells them that you are all going to be healed because someone has died. There was a sacrifice for you to be healed. And all the people get healed. All of them encounter God and get healed. And then they, and then they, they created something called a sun dance. So you know when you might see dances in Native Americans? Some of that is birthed from the kingdom. And it's actually called a sun dance to remember when God, when the Son of God 
when the bright and morning star came and healed their people. How many of you know sometimes we need to get away from stuff we know in order to encounter God for who he is? That they don't know his name, yet they, they sought the creator. That when we seek, we find. Now, we don't, coming to church, you might not find. It requires seeking. Uh-oh. That believing actually requires something of us. That it actually requires a seeking, a, a, a looking for God. And it's an amazing story of surrendering. Of there's not a dance you can do to get your breakthrough. There's not a song you can sing to get your breakthrough. And we're singers and we're dancers here, you know. There, there, there's, not, there's not an essential oil for your breakthrough. It's actually coming to the end of ourselves is when our breakthrough comes. And so rather than go through all those hoops, let's just stay surrendered. Let's stay in that place of yieldingness to the Lord.